Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Ranavik. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of our show. We're going to have a great show for you today. We have a special guest that's going to start the show with us today, folks. I guess you guys know who he is. He's been with us before, and we're going to talk a lot about this election. We're going to talk a little bit about fascism and a few other things, my friends. We are going to do it. We're going to do it. Welcome aboard, everybody. Tom Hines. Whoa, I didn't know that, eh? Anyway, Michael Rudnin. Arizona was a a premature declaration. Biden has 253 electoral votes. The Trumps to 17 states remaining to be counted. Arizona, 11. Biden leads by 44,000 votes. Georgia, 16, flipped overnight. Biden leads by 1,100 votes. Nevada, 6. Actually, it's changed a bit also. And and they still don't think that Donald Trump has enough. He's, he's, He's recovering fast enough to catch up in Arizona, but that is not important because we only need only Pennsylvania or a combination of Arizona and Nevada or or Nevada and Georgia. So we have a lot of different paths no matter what, but I think it's cooked. All those states that are currently blue will, or rather that are blue this cycle, will remain blue in my very, very humble opinion. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Oops, not on YouTube. Oops, yes, I'm on YouTube. I'm looking at myself on YouTube. I'm looking at myself on Facebook Live. I didn't check Twitch, but I'm sure we're there too. I'm sure. Estoy seguro que estamos ahí. Michael Rudnan, I'm at the park with my family. We'll be back for the second half of the show. You mean you took, you chose your family over the show? You better do that. I'm so proud of you guys. You better put your family first. That's what it's all about. We will be here, whether live or recorded, but it's going to be wonderful whenever you get here live, brother. Tom Hines, Tom Hines, happy days are here again. You want to sing it, Tom? If you want to sing it, you're going to have to do like what our brother our brother uh, Cohen is doing. He came live. He did it live. Bridge MCP says, hola, and I repeat to her, Hola. Yes, you are now. Julie Henderson. Biden has one PA. Estamos seguro? Yes, we are. He's one PA. Why is media not reporting this? They want, look, they got, they got their clocks clean in 2016. You got to give these guys a break. You know, you got to say, well, you know, we really don't want to screw up again. So be nice to the media for a change. We do a lot of beating up. We, the independent folks, beat them up as we should. By the way, folks, you notice my new shirt came in. It just came in yesterday. Politics Done Right, I support independent media. You can go on YouTube and click on it and get it or go to politicsdoneright.com slash store and pick it up. Anyway, folks, we're going to have a great show. The title of the show today is, let me put it on the screen for you. The title of the show is, Trump supporters should direct their anger at him for conning them. And then Indivisible Houston president joins us. Okay, folks, we are spending too much time listening to Trump. He is done. He is cooked. El está, what? Terminado. Olvídalo. Forget him. Let's help his supporters direct their anger at him for conning them, not at us for being the ones of virtue. Indivisible Houston's President Daniel Cohen joins us. And as you know, I love this young millennial. He is going places. One of these days, I should get all our posse right there, our YouTube posse, to go ahead and say, hey, oh, you got your mask. All right. She got her mask. You see this, guys? This is our, our Politics Done Right mask, and she got it. I'm glad. Hey, thank you so kindly, uh, 
Pam, uh, Bridge MCP for getting the mask. Pamela Mattox, welcome aboard. Tank 28, my favorite right winger who gives me hell and trolls me. Love you still, brother. Paulette Stansil, welcome aboard. E, rrr, e, that's how it sounds like your name. Or is it that you're giving me hell because I love to play with rolling my R's? I know that's what you're doing. Anyway, Daniel Ledo. Well, that is the truest thing you have ever said, Egberto. Another one of my right-wingers. This election is indeed cooked. That's not what I meant. I mean, Trump is cooked. Anyway, without further ado, folks, you got the gist of where we're program. I want to start with Daniel Cohen, though, because Brother Cohen, I know he has a lot to say. This is my good brother, Cohen, brother Cohen, how are you doing, sir? I'm uh, doing fantastic, man. I've been waiting to say this for a while. Let's see if I get it right. Neither snow, nor rain, nor sleet, nor heat, nor fascism. Nothing stops the mail, my friend. Nothing stops the mail. Hey, your mic is coming in a little bit fumbled, or I don't know if you can kind of give us a... I mean, we can understand you, but it's, it's just not the best sound right now. I don't know if you can reduce them. Keep talking. Let's see if we can get it right. How's this? Do we have it right? Do we have it right? It uh, th- it'll do. It'll do. That, that'll do. Nice. <laughs> that, that'll do, Daniel, because, you know, since we have the people listening to you, it's fine. First of all, folks, let me tell you, uh, I am supposed to be this political guy who just goes by the numbers. And everybody who was talking about the election going by the numbers, I would tell them, just look at the numbers because the numbers says it all and polls are usually right. And even though the polls messed up in the in the cities all around, Mary Ann Cadre, welcome aboard. You know, there are a lot of them that were okay. Now, interestingly, I was doing a six-hour show for KPFT and brother Daniel Cohen appeared on the show. And I looked at him and I said, hey, what you think? You know, what you think about what's going on? And this young man simply said, Egberto, chill. Oh, everybody needs to chill. The numbers will come in. This stuff isn't over yet. The truth of the matter, I'll be very honest with everybody. You know I talk about my faults as well as not my faults. I was about to cook it in because I wasn't following my own rules. And when Daniel Cohen said, Egberto, let's just make sure and wait Till it's all over. I said, you know what? This young man is right. Daniel, welcome to Politics Unright. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. You know, there's a, there's a lot to learn on the back end of this, but the bottom line is that uh, if you've been fighting against the, the Trump administration during this this last few years, you should take a moment today uh, to, show, to at least, you know, pass yourselves on the back and kind of high-five everybody else, even if it's uh, the person who's going to wind up in the White House is not the person that we picked in primaries. Um, even if the, even though we know that there's going to be a whole movement after this, and we're definitely going to be uh, movement building and, and working against barriers uh, for a very long time to come, everybody right now um, should take a moment and just acknowledge the fact that even Rush Limbaugh today said that the election is over, that they need to con- essentially said, look, it's it's conceded, it's done, it's 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 in the books. Um, this is it. It's finished. Uh, those ballots are not going to come back as Republican ballots. They're Democratic ballots, and they are flipping and flopping all over the place, trying to justify any way that they can to try to change the narrative to say that this was, was a rigged election, and all of it is 100% crap. It is all crap. I don't care who, which of your audience members listening on YouTube right now is is uh, chuckling out whatever conspiracy theory they picked up off the ground or from Alex Jones or from Q or P or R or S or, <laughs> or whichever other 
chucklehead they listen to on the internet. You guys are full of crap. Some of you are saying count the votes. Some of you are saying don't count the votes. You got people saying do a redo in Pennsylvania or something like that. You got people out there that are saying the, the mail-in ballots were skewed. Listen, if somebody wanted to rig the election, Mitch McConnell would have lost. If somebody wanted to rig the election, Texas would have flipped. If the Democrats had rigged the election, then you wouldn't see the Texas House going to the Republican hands or into, going into the next legislative session. This was a free and fair election for the most part. And anywhere where there was foul play, it worked in favor of the Republicans because you, you guys always suppress and intimidate the vote. You, you, you launched a, a nonsense extremist lawsuit right here in Harris County that was so ridiculous that two of the plaintiffs on the lawsuit actually wound up suppressing their own voters, Wendell Champion and Sharon Hemphill. They should be ashamed of themselves. And, and basically did everything you could to kind of scare people away from the polls. They shut down nine out of 10 drive through polling locations on election day because of a BS ruling from a federal court judge, a hard right partisan judge. And in spite of all of the voter suppression and intimidation and attempts to rig the election in favor of the far right, you lost the White House. You lost, you losers, go home. The American people know it and we all know it too. And we're going to keep scrapping and you know we're going to do it and you know we're not going away. So you can listen to Q or whatever other conspiracy theory you come up with about the curing and the magic ink on mail-in ballots or whatever it is, but you told people not to vote on mail-in. You downplayed mail-in, and it wound up being Democratic voters. Ha-ha, jokes on you, game, set, match. Bye. <laughs> Whoa, man. I, I, that, hey, you spread misinformation for four years. You say all that stuff. I'm sorry. It, it, your narrative deserves to be ridiculed at this point. Y'all need to wake up. And I, I, I'm not doing it. I'm doing it out of tough love. You opened your show talking about who people should be mad at. I'm mad at people who are spreading around conspiracy theories along the lines of the protocols of elders of Zion and pretending that that has no fallout and has no harm. Guess what? It has harm. It has fallout. It blows up on communities across the United States. It's based on nothing. They need to read a book. They need to get back in line. They need to vote more informed because, as you said before, Trump's been conning them for four years. We have socialism for the wealthy, and we have privatized gains for the wealthy, and then they rip it all out of the pockets of the poor. It's a reverse Robin Hood that's been going on for a really long time, and it's based on identity. But fortunately, there's a multi multiracial, multiple identity, working class coalition that's being formed right now that is centered on ideas that's pushing back against that. And that coalition is going to win in the long run. So they, could, they should give up the conspiracy theories. They should give up all the hucksters that are talking in tongues and give up on any hope of retaining the White House because we're going to drag that loser out of the back of the White House with a cane and leave him in a field in Nebraska like he did to his own supporters. Wow, you know, that is so, you know, I mean, you're, you, you, were, you said that with a whole lot of passion, right? But in effect, you know, the guy got over 30,000 people infected with all these damn rallies as well as over 700 dead people because of these rallies. And, you know, and that's why, if you notice, I titled the show today, Trump supporters should direct their anger at him for conning them, for conning them into believing that this uh, disease is not as bad as it is, for conning them into believing that he did something to help them. Uh, that little tiny, tiny tax cut that he gave to the masses, he took back with the, with the, with the confounded health care, with the confounded all the other things, while... All the money went straight up into his friend's hands. And, and, and the thing about it is you have to find a way to get into our friends on the right's head to let them know this is what was done, not by us, but by him to you. 
hey, hey, they seem to be respected people who speak with passion, even if they don't make any sense. Maybe they can respect somebody who speaks with passion who actually makes a little bit. <laughs> I mean, look, guys, he's been conning people. He's been building up a movement that's conning people. Um, it's time for you to come around. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Hey, Daniel, you've got fans. Paul, Pamela Mattox says, Dan Cohen, you rock. Speak it like <laughs> it is. That's how we will be heard. Condemn. And then, uh, you know, so I mean, hey, I'm telling you, you know something? That, the, the good thing about what's going to happen now, right? And, and I, I want to make people aware of something. We're not complete. By the end of all this vote counting, there are kind of going to be 48 uh, Democratic Senate, well, 46 Democratic senators, two independent senators who caucus with Democrats, and 50 uh, Republican senators. That's what we're going to have at the end of this election, unless we are able to flip Alaska. I'm not sure we're going to be successful in doing that. Okay, it'll be it'll be closer than people think, but who knows really one way or the other? I mean, just because you know Alaskans have their own streak, and then there's the the runoffs in Georgia or what happens, and there might be other things that kind of unfold. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, look, in terms of the White House, in terms of a referendum on Trump, you're going to be looking at a four million uh, four million popular vote margin. You're going to be looking at an electoral popular vote margin. Biden's probably going to clear. He's probably going to clear 300 electoral votes. I think I looked at the map. I think somewhere around 313. He's going to do 306. He's going to clear 306. And he's going to clear about in excess of five to six million people over Donald Trump. So when we look at it, it, what drives me crazy is all of those who are complaining about, first of all, the Constitution has an undemocratic aberration in it that you can win by so many votes and still not be you know, in other words, a minority rule in the country. These guys should be happy that nothing broke out during the Trump administration being so bad, being led by the minority. Now, think oh, about yeah. if that happens again and again. Now we have it two consecutive terms that a president is elected by the minority of the country. That is untenable. They should oh, be. Yeah, they, 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 love to, they, they love to talk about the tyranny of the majority. What about the tyranny of the minority? In other words, known as just tyranny, you know, where a small number of people control the mat, like the, the rules for the large number of people, which is what's been going on in the United States. And there's outsized population in Wyoming. These people would rethink the Electoral College really, really quick if 80,000 Democrats moved to Wyoming next year. They would all rethink the Electoral College. Nobody would be in favor of it anymore. Egg. Exactly. They have pulled the wool over people's eyes. Why does D.C. have no representation in Congress? I seem to remember hearing something in history class about taxation without, what was the other word? Representation. Yeah, and we have territories all over the United States that don't have any representation in Congress. The only representation they have is the president and the vice president, which is the same representation that everybody in the United States has across the board that is the totality of the nation. But when they need funds, nobody's there to go to Congress. That's why Puerto Rico got left out in the cold. And so, you know, all of these folks who are saying, like, who, are, who, are, who are raising a ruckus about taxes, right? It's based on that principle. It's based on the fact money goes out and then you're part of the union and you get all the benefits of the union, including a a clear and common defense, which obviously Puerto Rico was not apparently in Trump's mind entitled to because a hurricane attacked them and he didn't help. And then he spun it around and spun the news cycle and somehow convinced a large swath of people across the country that he did help because they didn't look closer at the details. I mean, you got to start looking at this stuff, my friend. Well, you know what else? Uh, Let me tell you. The the next, first of all, uh, 
let's 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 talk about how we're moving forward now. I mean, uh, and this is something that I really want to get your thoughts on. Numero uno, like I, I explained, what happens with the senators at the end of the counts and when everything is sort of gone gone through. After that, we have two senators in Georgia that we must win. I think before uh, you know, I, I this is what I said. I decided to support Brother Biden, even as he wasn't the progressive that I wanted, as a stepping stone to what we need to get accomplished for the masses of American citizens. Okay? So I think we have to work in this frame together right now up until January 5th to get those two senators so that we can never use the Senate as an excuse as to why we're not doing the progressive policies most Americans want. In other words, remember, I I want everybody to listen to me here. This is very important. There are a lot within the establishment of both parties that will be happy to have that split government Senate on one side and, uh, and the Democrats running the presidency. Because, in other words, our foreign policy is going to be, hey, okay, and we'll have a Senate that is going to financially support the plutocrats. They'll be happy with that. And they will be happy to say it's the Republicans' fault. They said for Obamacare, the reason we didn't get the public option, it was the Republicans' fault. The reason we didn't get single-payer, it was the Republicans' fault. Forgetting what's the name of that senator from... Uh, that really blocked it. I don't remember his name right now. Nation? No, it's another one. The Republican the one from Connecticut, Senate. I believe, or or one of those those states. Well, I don't know, man. You know, it's your issue. You know, yeah. I, healthcare I, backward and forward. But right, I, but I forget who he is. But okay, what we want is we want a Senate, a Democratic Senate, that now we have no excuses, because let me tell you something, Daniel. If in these two years we don't come, we got people to come out to vote on both sides. They came out to vote. We know a group were voting on the wrong issues. We know that from, from a mathematical perspective. We know that the, the other folks that won this election were on the right side of history. Now, we got people to vote that would never otherwise vote. You worked hard for that. Many, many activists out there were in the field working for that. If we don't deliver something tangible, those voters that voted for the first time, those young voters that put their hopes into everything you told them, Daniel, they won't be there and we'll relapse into the same status quo crap. So what we got to do is get out there and fight like hell, all hands in Georgia after this election is counted. Get those two senators and at that point, we have to be in the skin of the establishments, plural. Your thoughts? Oops. That, yeah, your thoughts, Daniel. Oh, sure. I mean, look, you've got squishy senators, uh, you know, within, within the Democratic Party, too, who you're going to have to have in-depth conversations about, uh, you know, and, and you're going to have to pass uh, policies that actually deliver on kitchen table issues, housing um, making sure people actually have food in their fridge, making sure that people, uh, you know, have healthcare and stuff like that. You're going to have to make, make that stuff happen. And yeah, you have to deliver tangible results, but it's bigger than just the democratic party. It's actually the entire country when it comes to that. Exactly. I, I, there are, there's other stuff that 
I don't know it precisely how you fix as well. And I want to, I want to give you like an example of that. And I'd love it if the, the, the right leaning, the people who lean right on immigration in your audience, I'd love if they would just listen to me for like two minutes here, right? Like no less than that. I will get off the soapbox, but look, the problem is that at some point our immigration system became militarized and here's why that's an issue. Okay, because we have people who are in South America, Central America, Mexico, who are living under conditions that were created because of nasty foreign policy and coups that were executed by the CIA and by their friends and because of nasty trade deals that were passed by neoconservatives and neo liberals the same people that y'all have been railing on they were the ones that did all this stuff and when you militarize the border then what you've done is you've created a blockage from these people who are fleeing the conditions that were created by all of these folks in the first place so now instead of stamping their passport they have to risk life and limb so that they can come across the border and then what they do is come and work jobs in the united states most of which are beneficial to the economy some of which are things like going to the Northwest and picking strawberries and cherries and blueberries, which end up in many of your refrigerators. If you have one of those, then it's, it's more than likely that you've had something from say Washington state or California that was picked by someone who had to sneak across the border. And we know all of the corporations know that this is happening. They're encouraging it. They're just breaking labor law to make it happen. Instead, it would make a lot more sense if we could figure out a way that there is passage for laborers who are beneficial to the economy so that they do not have to risk their lives and we could stop screwing around with nasty foreign policy that has blowback and implications for workers on bo both within our borders and also outside of our borders. And we could stop, you know, using war and using one-sided trade deals as a cudgel. Trump told the president of Mexico that the, he had to use a national security force that he raised explicitly to fight the cartel to instead guard the border. So now the cartel gets to run rampant around Mexico. Well, what happens when the cartel runs rampant around Mexico? Uh, around Mexico? People leave and come north. And then what he proposed, what Trump proposed as a solution to this is to stick a wall there. Are we a nation of six-year-olds, my friend? We can come up with better solutions than these on all of the different issues. And these are the conversations that we should really be having. And the only people who are understanding these issues in Congress right now and putting forward solutions that actually make sense are the Justice Democrats and their few friends. And we know that they're the ones that understand it, and we know that they don't take smack. And the reason we know that is they're primarying powerful Democrats and kicking their asses to the curb. So there are people out there, there is a movement of populists out there. You won't find it in the Republican Party, you're gonna find it in the Democratic Party. The only people who are fighting nasty, warlike, wealthy corporate types in all of American government are the left. They're the progressive branch. They are the Democratic wing of the Democratic Party which they are still making progress and they are, they're, 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 they're swinging at leadership and they're taking seats. You don't have that in the Republican Party. The uprising in the Republican Party 
is QAnoners. It's guys like Madison Cawthorn, who, uh, as an attack ad, hit his opponent for working with, quote-unquote, non-white people like Cory Booker. I mean, he's barely hiding this stuff. You know what this stuff means. You can see what they're trying to do. They're using the language of division to rip apart America because they don't care about the progress that comes out of the back end of this. But there's a smarter way to think about these issues. And the only people who are looking at the smarter way to think about these issues are, are the people in the progressive uprising. Please, my friends, do not buy into a Madison Avenue fear campaign that somebody is making money off of, right? Because when you go and you pull a lever for their candidate, then they get to justify their extreme bottom line. They are making fools of you, or at least trying to. Think about these things a little bit deeper than what, you know, some guy who supposedly in your mind speaks his mind actually says. Because just because the guy's speaking his mind doesn't mean that he's telling the truth. I get why people actually like it when somebody comes out and says something coarse and rude, because we have people politely lying to us for years before that. But I also think that it is a very good thing that we yanked him out of the back of the White House with a cane. Again, he's a loser, okay? Drop dead loser. That was a meltdown that we saw in that press conference. He just melted into a puddle in the middle of the stage. He knows he lost. You know he lost. Everyone knows he lost. The fact that they're spinning an alternate reality right now tells you that they know how badly he lost. They're going to try to take it to court? I don't think so. I don't think that the, even the far-right justices in this system want to betray the closet racists on behalf of a guy who, whose mind is so far all over the place that he can't come up with one sensible policy. None of it makes sense. It doesn't matter what you put on, what kind of shine you put on this. None of these policies have made sense over the last four years. He has no health care plan. His immigration plan makes no sense. It's completely backward. His tax plan just gave a bunch of money to wealthy people. He has no COVID plan whatsoever. We are in the middle of a pandemic. We have the evidence that says that it's obviously a, a real problem. We know that masks actually work. We know that his rallies spread the disease. I mean, wake up. Wake up and smell what's going on. We welcome people to come in and realize that a working class multiracial coalition based on ideas is the, the way forward, right? We welcome everyone in and then we let the ideas fight. And what you land on when you actually do that is the progressive ideals of, say, an AOC. They've, they've turned her into a boogeyman or boogeywoman, however you want to put it. But at the end of the day, look at her policy. She's actually talking about things that are good for people and put food on the table. It is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Let me, let me cut in at all a, bit, a little sure. bit here real quick because you are on fire and everybody uh, says you should be running for something. You know, I've told you that several times already. Um, then li likewise, uh, Daniel Cohen speaks truth to power. Pamela Mattox, uh, Bridge MCP. Is Daniel running for something? He should. He should. I'm a proud, proud precinct chair. That's where we go. <laughs> He's a precinct chair. Absolutely, he is. Uh, and so, yeah, Daniel is on, Jesse O'Quinn. Daniel is on fire. He is absolutely correct. Uh, let me tell you something. And, and uh, I don't know how these. I don't know how otherwise intelligent people fall for the Q thing and all these misleading things that are saying. But I think having folks like you make that invitation because what happens is they make the left look as if 
we are out there burning things down. We are, we are destroying people's life. What we're saying is come on in. Come on into the fold with your ideas. This is how we can actually get solutions. I love what you had to say. Daniel, give me a closer because we got to move on with the rest of the program. But, man, you are on fire, and uh, I just love having you here. That's why you're here all the time, brother. I appreciate you, Alberto. First of all, I appreciate you as a member of the Free and Independent Press. We need everything that you're doing. If you want to learn more about our organization, it's Indivisible Houston. That's what, like One Nation Indivisible. The F- Houston, like the fourth largest city in the United States, IndivisibleHouston.org. Join the movement. Do something. If you could do a little bit more right now, then now is the time to do it. If we can make sure that civic engagement and volunteerism is part of the fabric of the country that we have, then we can change the country for the better, no matter what you believe. And again, Y'all are licking your wounds because this guy got dragged out of the back of the White House with a cane. Look, we'll have the conversation. Just think a little bit deeper about it. Don't be listening to Q people and the forums and stuff like that. Look at what the progressive uprising is doing right now. These policies are actually putting food on the table. And, and we need to fight for those things. We want to make sure that people have a life of dignity. We want to make sure that everybody has housing. We want to make sure that, the, that people are not reaching into the pockets of the poor so that they can pay the wealthy. If that's the stuff that you believe in, that's the stuff where I believe in as it is. And there's going to be a movement forming to push back against all that stuff that's happening now. Again, if you want to reach out, it's indivisiblehouston.org. I love you, Alberto. I appreciate you, man. Beforehand, how can they support your movement? I mean, you can get involved and volunteer. There's room for everybody out there. Donations are fine, of course. But, I mean, what I really would love to see is everybody doing their small part, whether that means talking to your neighbors, knocking on doors, and getting involved in the electoral side of things, whether that means protests, or if you're an artistic person, photography, videography, whatever it is, there's all kinds of ways for you to get involved. If you're not in Houston, there's other indivisible groups across the United States, and there's other groups across the United States, too. Love the work that DSA is doing. Love the work that our revolution is doing this is like brass tax support for people people who are wrongly incarcerated there's groups there that actually point it out for everybody that's ever had a don't tread on me sticker on the back of their truck you want to see the biggest treading look at what's going on in our prison system look at what's going on in our criminal justice system look at what's going on with policing in cities across the united states right now there's room for everybody in the movement there's going to be something that is going to light you on fire in a way that is going to make you want to get your hands dirty and make you want to work. So do it. Let's get involved. Let's volunteer. And if you're not in Houston and you just want to kick it around, just email us. Just send us an email through the website, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I think of things and how we can make for a better world. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, I am much older than Brother Cohen here. And in politi- when we're talking politically about where we're going and all of that, I never feel right unless I go ahead and have a little conversation to to kind of calibrate because these are the guys that are going to bring us to the next bring us to the next level. These are the guys that we're leaving this country to. So is it, aren't these the guys that should be out there making a hell of a lot of these decisions and coming up with the ideas instead of all the old stuff that has gotten us where we are today. Brother Daniel J Cohen, president of Indivisible Houston, and likewise, a great Houston activist. Love you, brother, and we'll talk. Love to you, man. Good to talk to you, Berta. All right, brother. Thank you so kindly for being here, sir. Anyway, folks, that was Daniel Cohen. Daniel, you know, wonderful young man. Again, he's been with us for a very, very long time. Now, Bridge MCP says, oh, my God, Dan Cohen needs to be out there. Reminds me of back in the day marching for gay rights, women's rights. 
let me tell you, he's out there. He's out there with the uh, let's see, he's out there with the megaphone uh, around people, making sure that things happen. So Daniel is not just talking. Daniel is acting, and when Daniel wants stuff done, I I simply say, Hey, Daniel, what's what's going on? What is it that you need out of? What do you need out of me? Because I tell you what, these are people that are out there and doing things. Now, when it comes to what my brother here has to say, Lee Grant, Lee Grant, they are not burned. Stop making a block of protests be what's occurring in Portland. That is what right-wing radio and right-wing TV does. And as Daniel just pointed out, we can't allow that to happen. Bridge MCP, I'm not sure if I'm understanding you. I, a while back, you said you ordered the, um, the mask and didn't get it. That is through YouTube that it's done. Uh, please let me know what's what's going on. Drop me a line or something directly. I thought you were saying earlier that you got the mask. Michael Dean, let me welcome everybody first of all. Tank28, welcome aboard. Michael Dean Newton, welcome aboard. Althea Armstrong, welcome aboard. Breach MCP, welcome aboard. Pamela Mattox, welcome aboard. Animal Animal, welcome aboard. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver quién más está aquí. Uh, we have, of course... Uh, I'm going down Lee Grant Welcome aboard Brad Upton Welcome aboard Jesse O'Quinn Three Welcome aboard uh, I may miss a few Because it's a whole bunch Gracie Allen Welcome aboard uh, Who else is here with us Who else is here with us A lot of people are here with us I simply You know old, Oh there's I-R-R-I Welcome aboard Tank 28 Welcome aboard uh, Let's see uh, Chris Rodastitz Welcome aboard uh, let's see who else is here If I miss you, just drop me another line Mitchell Weaver, welcome aboard Thank you so kindly Michael Joshua for that super chat Hey guys, follow Michael uh, Michael, he gave us a wonderful super chat I really appreciate you sir That is how we get to keep this message going out And keep this stuff going uh, Thank you all, all, all for being here Let's continue with the show But before we continue with the show Pure character punching the air with fist and bump Written on his knuckles. <laughs> wow. Is that what pure character punching? This is from Michael Joshua. Pure character punching the air with the fist and bump written on his knuckles. Brother, brother, brother. From you to me. From you to me. Lee Grant says the election is hardly a big win for so called progressives, controlled state houses. No, you're right. I'm. Uh, I think if you listen to what I said yesterday, I pointed out that Donald Trump... Hey, Bridge MCP, thank you so kindly for that wonderful super chat. If, if you heard what I said yesterday, folks, and this is important. Daniel Trump, I'm not, <laughs> Donald Trump was great. He was wonderful for Republicans during this election because he so increased the base that... They came out for him, but the, the one thing they didn't come out for was for Donald Trump. They came out, the, 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 he brought a new set of Republicans to the polls. Yes, he increased the base, and they voted for Donald Trump. But the general purpose progress of the general purpose Republicans voted for Biden and then voted for all the Republicans down below. But also, Donald Trump's people voted for Donald Trump and all the Republicans on Don Belief. So, in effect, by us having such a massive output of people, more Democrats than Republicans, but such a massive output of Republicans that it made things worse for many parts of the country as far as electing more conservatives because of the dynamics. So everybody, and, and, and you saw the thing I did yesterday where I said, 
you know, it, the, the person who got conned was really Donald Trump. You know why the you know why Republicans don't diss him at all? Because, because, and I think uh, you know what I should play that one. If I let me go to let me go to um, YouTube, I want to play that one for you guys because now that you br brought that up, it is very important. My, Dean, you you brought up an important thing. You're right, by the way, in that this election got us a president. But it didn't get us the Senate, and it didn't get us a lot of houses that it should have gotten us, all else being equal. So you're absolutely right about that. As far as, um, again, among blacks and Latinos, you're right about that. But you, one thing you don't understand is the reason why it happened. I want you guys to listen to this one here. And then I, I'm going to play this. Let, let's see. Play this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Let's, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Okay, here we go. A Republican operative gets it right. I want you to listen to Rick Santorum, and then we'll take it on the other side. After you also listen to Van Jones. Van Jones made a prescient observation. Check it out, and then let's take it on the other side. Biden people are very, very confident. Uh, the numbers are moving in his direction right now, and and the, the Trump campaign is uh, is not as confident and uh, is is very frustrated that that you know they see that the wave didn't come. The wave was predicted; it didn't come. Uh, uh, he, I think, congratulate him for the campaign that he did because he saved the United States Senate. He probably you know, pick, help pick, help us help the Republicans pick up seats in the in the House of Representatives, and now he sees well. The House saved. We didn't lose the state legislator uh, legislature. We did, we we picked up seats in the House, and somehow he's falling short. <laughs> right. And, yeah, that's that's a, that's, you know that's a that? tough thing to but, deal but, with. But you know what? But why is that? It, it's because you have people who are Republicans who went and voted for Republicans to go to the House. For Republicans to go to the state legislature and vote against Donald Trump. In other words, he's got to take responsibility for the fact it's not so, just some liberal conspiracy. And all these people on Facebook have to take responsibility for the fact you have Republicans who said we like the tax cuts, we like the judges, we can't stand the crazy making irresponsible conduct of the commander in chief, and they fired him. And they fired him. We have to really take that into account. Now uh, let's start about what start with what Rick Santorum said. Rick Santorum made a very, very good observation. We could possibly have had that blue wave because a lot of people that Donald Trump brought out were people that were working sort of on a, on a sort of on a carnality, right? We hate, we hate, we hate. We have to make sure that those people don't come in and do this to us. We have to make sure and go out there. We are all going to vote. They had a bigger passion to vote than most Democrats, to put it bluntly. Yeah, Democrats don't like Donald Trump, but, I mean, for the, for the very, very casual Democratic voter, they probably still stayed home, but that Republican uh, right-wing Trump-loving voter that, you know, loves Trump but doesn't want to spend the time to vote, he felt it existential that he had to go out there and vote. But in the process, he wasn't, that, that voter that normally wouldn't have come out there, he wouldn't have been there, but guess what? Since he's already there, he goes ahead and he votes for every congressperson, every senator, every local person. And then what you see happened in many districts around the country is all the way down the ballot. It got Donald Trump helped the entire 
Republican Party, even as those who came out to vote on Republican values probably voted their, their particular representative in but left Donald Trump out, think about what would have happened if, what would have happened if those people didn't show up because they are just as dispassionate about voting like many other Democrats or, or non, non-aligned people as well. So, so what you see, what Van Jones had to say was spot on. Republicans came, they fired Trump by not voting for him given the numbers that they came out in and still allowed the whole Republican crop to rise. And if you want to understand why many of those senators, why many of those Congress people never left the side, never left the mm of Donald Trump. That is the reason why. Because Donald Trump, while Donald Trump thought that he was the one using people, ultimately it turned out that they just used him. And that is the magic, people. That is the magic. They just used him. You wonder, how can the senators, intelligent senators, stick by Donald Trump? They just wanted to use Donald Trump's people. That's all they needed. They needed Donald Trump's people who are, at, who are a cult, who are into him. There are Republicans and then there's the Donald Trump cult. And the Republicans are going to vote all the time and they're going to vote Republican. And the Donald Trump cult is going to vote when Donald Trump tells them to vote, how to vote, and what to vote. And what they had in this election is even though those Republicans did not want Donald Trump, they hate Donald Trump just as bad as any other Democrat. But they love that vote that's going to come in there and vote and bring them and prevent the Texas House from going into the hands of Democrats so we could have better redistricting and prevent uh, the, the expansion of the House of Congress. And they were successful. It's something when you are myopic, and we were, many Democrats were, many progressives were myopic. They were tunneled visioned. We didn't see that, wait a minute, you know, that is what's going to happen. Maybe... We needed to further supercharge the electorate, not ask, not, not say that all those Trumpers shouldn't vote. They should vote. But we really want to show where the country is. And we could have really done that better. Of course, the pandemic and our reaction to the pandemic is very different. I tell you what, listen to this. This is my next video. I want you to listen to this because this sort of explains it a bit. It's a blog that I wrote this morning that I turned into a video. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. The president is trying to rile up his supporters as he attempts to win another undemocratic election. In other words, an election where most people say, we don't want you. And because of an aberration in our constitution... He is becoming. He became the president the first time, even though he lost the popular vote by millions. And again, he's losing the popular votes by millions, and he doesn't want to get the hell out of the White House. It is important for his supporters to understand that they, he, was, he conned them. It is important to understand why the angst of the Trump supporter, he conned them as he has done over and over again. Let's remember the realities here. Trump made the U.S. mail 
unreliable. Trump made his supporters fearless of the dangerous COVID-19. Trump showed no care for his supporters as he convinced them to vote in person, vote in person, because he wanted to show a big first day Trump like if he's really, really wanted by the people. Trump campaigned as if there was no pandemic with large rallies that infected over three 30,000 people and likely killed over 300 people, 300 of his supporters and others. Trump indoctrinated many of his voters that he had more support than he did. Trump lied to his supporters, telling them if he, if he loses the election, it has to be voter fraud because Mr. Perfect, the people want him. They so want him. They so love him. Trump effectively stopped states from pre-counting mail-in ballots to give the impression of an initial impressive win, which he got in Pennsylvania, which he got in Georgia, which he got in Wisconsin, which he got in Michigan, because the votes of everybody they were not in. In other words, as he has done in all the fraudulent businesses he formed and bankrupted, he conned his own. He conned his own people. Alternatively, Biden did not put his supporters at risk with large rallies. He had these little things that were ridiculed by Trump. Biden encouraged supporters to vote by mail very early because they knew that Trump really messed up the post office. So he told them, vote early, vote early. Put it in those drop boxes. Put it in those drop boxes because the president of the United States, he actually sabotaged the mail-in system. That is what we had to live through. Polls show that Democratic versus Republican vote by mail was 79 to 21 or something like that. 79% or so of Democrats voted by mail, those who voted by mail, and 21% those who voted by mail were Republican. And guess what? As we go through Pennsylvania, as we go through Georgia, those are the kinds of numbers that we're seeing, Democrats versus Republicans and what the outcome would be. So some say, oh, how can those outcomes be true? Because that is what Donald Trump wanted to see. He wanted his people to vote in person, put most of them at risk in rallies and everything. But he wanted it for him, not for anybody else, for him. He doesn't care about anybody else. As our pandemic rates went up, over 100,000 people getting infected every day. He's not worried about that. He's worried about who he can take a piece of meat out of. He's worried about his election. He's worried about staying in power. No empathy, no compassion for those who are dying. Once again... Trump played with his supporters' emotions by giving the impression that America wanted him. By more than a 4 million voting majority and likely by a 60 to 40% nationally, we do not want a man of his self-centered, lying, unpatriotic, and morally deficient character to be our leader. That should be enough in a democracy, republic or otherwise. We should not have to go through the machinations after winning. We should not have to go through crazy uh, desperation after knowing that most Americans don't want this person. So the one thing I want to say is go out there with our heads up high 
and make sure it will never be allowed for somebody who didn't win an election to somehow bully themselves into the election because the other side plays nice. This election is over. Vice President Biden is now President-elect Biden. Now let's move on and govern the country. Let's move on and govern the country. That is what we are tasked to do. And there's a hell of a lot more work to do electorally between now and January 5th. And come January 20, everything should be in place for us to rebuild, for us to start anew, for us to make things right again. Yes, Pamela Mattox, Warnoff and Ossoff will win their runoffs and be in the Senate. Harris will have the Senate vote. Nanette Smith says, Amen. Okay, folks, so let me go ahead and salute all the new people that came in. Nanette, Bird Smith, welcome aboard. Pamela Mattox, British MCP. Uh, Althea Armstrong, and as I go through them, if I see something that I should stop on, I think Michael Dean Newton says two Senate seats in Georgia. The Lincoln Project is already running ads. Thank you, Lincoln Project, if, uh, for, for doing that because we need to get – thank you. That's all I can say. They write, they write much better ads than and any Democratic consultant could. Uh, Bridge MCP says politics and right. Uh, three months of rallies cost 30,000 COVID cases and 750 deaths. Thank you so kindly. You're absolutely right. Tis, tis, I've, been, I've come to the conclusion we have to start locally in your own community. So this will happen again or at least be stopped before it happens. From your, actually, you are 100% right, uh, TSTS. Absolutely 100% right. Okay, let's see what else I've got here. Uh, yes, I do take calls, uh, Billy Kassandan111. As long as they're respectful, be as respectful as I am with everybody else because that's what we preach here. I don't know whether what's the directionality of your call, but if you're trying to get in here, you can. we probably have another three minutes of me taking calls. There is information. You can either come through us, 346-248-7799, or uh, rather with the code 254-600-909, or you can... Use the Zoom link that you have there, and I'll bring you in. Whichever one, yes, if you want to call in, you can. Of course you can call in. This is your show. Uh, let's see what else is here. Let's see what else. I just put the number in the stream. Check, check out the stream. I just put it in your – you should look in your, um, in your feed. I just put it there, Billy Kasdan 1-1. It's in your Periscope feed. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else is here. Okay, I'll put it in one more time. I'll put it in one more time, sir. I just put it in. So check it out and look for it to be coming down your alley. All right. So who else do I need to welcome? Peaceful heart. Welcome. Love all those hearts that you've been sending. David Madison, welcome to our show. I don't think I've seen you here before, but thank you so kindly for being here. Uh, Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Who else is here that I haven't already saluted? If I haven't saluted you and you... Bridge MCP, thank you for that. Uh, super chat as well as Michael Joshua. Thank you for that super chat. I could not do this without you guys. You all are the ones that power politics done right, both uh, economically and also you give me that oomph for saying even when I get up in the mornings and because I don't go to bed till two or three in the mornings and I get up at about 6.45 to get on my bike, I'm like, you know, 
ah, oh, today, then I, I, I don't feel it today. And then I tell myself, hell, we got to do it because we're all in this together, folks. Okay, uh, let's see. Trump is thanking Tony Owen. Welcome aboard. And who else is here? Who else is here? Who else is here? If I miss you, just send me another thing and I'll find it to the bottom. Julie Henderson, I don't think I saluted you. Mary Ann Cordray, I don't think I saluted you. Uh, okay, e, re, e, I think I did salute you. I can't forget that name. Tom Hines, I think I saluted you as well. Anyhow, folks, uh, continuing with the uh, continuing with the show. Oh, I actually forgot to talk about my book. Forgot. Anyway, folks, that book on the screen, it's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing uh, relatives, friends, and neighbors. Uh, please consider getting my book. I guarantee you it's a good read. The reviews on Amazon, very good. Uh, check it out. I just put the link in there. If you want a signed copy of the book, you can actually buy it directly at our store. That way, I am the one shipping it out, and I am the one uh, that I am the one signing it. I'll probably include a, a bumper sticker or something in there as well. Um, if you want our masks and T-shirts and all of that, it's sold by both YouTube, which is on, on the screen right there. If you're on YouTube, you can see all the T-shirts and the mask and the cups and everything there. Or as well, we have another set of masks and stuff on our store. I just gave you the store stuff. If you want to become a part of our YouTube posse, which we need a lot of, we need a ton of YouTube posses. If you click on, if you click on join, you can become a part of our posse. Kathy Pascal says, my faith in this nation has been restored from Oregon. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 I'm not. I will never. I don't think I lost faith. I just wanted us to do stuff, and I'm not. I've not lost faith in those on the right either, because I know the marketing that has been done on the right and how effective it is, and that's the reason also that I wrote that book, because I try to live by that. I don't. You don't have to hold back your feelings to actually live your i mean to actually talk to other folks so that's why i wrote it anyhow you can become a part of our youtube posse as well by going to politics if you're not on youtube and not going to click the join button just go ahead and click uh politicsdoneright.com slash youtube again that is politicsdoneright.com slash youtube you can also support our program by going to patreon politicsdoneright.com slash patreon patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n p-a-t-r-e-o-n that's all right. It's okay. Family first all of the times, Brother Rudnan. All of the times. Every single time. And you can also support us on PayPal by going to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Folks, I couldn't do this without you. The spiritual support, the moral support, the, the support that you give with your messaging, with your talking. Paul Fleming, welcome aboard. It's inspirational as well. And having the dialogue with you and other people, it makes it all worth it. Let's stick together. Whether you're on the right, the left, the middle, or whatever, let's keep talking. If we're talking, we're not fighting. If we're talking, as Daniel, as Daniel J. Cohen said, everybody's welcome into the fold. We all want to have ideas. We, want all, we all want to be people of ideas to make life better for all of us, not some of us. We don't want to take away from folks. We want everybody to gain. And you know what? The earth is big enough. 
the earth has enough resources for all of us. It's our economic systems, our economic systems that restrict for the gain of a few and the control of a few. They restrict the access we should all have to natural resources that were placed here by whatever you believe in that possibly done this. So we have to realize that in order to make these changes, in order to take control, we all have to be a part of the solution and the ones that are presenting the answers. So please. Uh, let's see. Need okay, let me ask you. Uh, Bridge, are you saying you did not get your mask? Is that what you're saying? I, I need to know that for you know for sure because I think you ordered the mask on YouTube. Is that correct or not? I'm not sure because that is handled by YouTube and print. I think it it's handled by YouTube and uh, Teesprings. So please let me know so that I can do some investigation. So you haven't received your mask yet, or did you order it yet? Let me know and I'll go see if I can find out exactly what's going on with that because when I I ordered the mask from myself online and I got it. In a, in a week or so. Uh, you ordered it from our page. Uh, so, you so did you get the masks with the label on it or just a, the black masks? But anyway, let's, let's take this offline. Let's take this offline. But I, I'll make sure, to, to make sure that all of this is taken care of. Folks, thank you so kindly for being a part of Politics Done Right. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. My name is Egberto Willis. And you know how I end this show. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.